0: <clears> Thank <throat> you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> What's <clears throat> happening? welcome welcome guys welcome 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 to inside center news podcast welcome welcome i'm ori subushi mike um i'm the host of this podcast uh it's been days i haven't recorded um i was kind of busy you know um, a lot of things you know going on in my life but i am back i'm back And um, I'm hoping to do more podcast sessions and also I'm working on having guests on my podcast. So without further ado, let's get right to it. Okay, the podcast session of today, uh, basically, I'm going to cover some, you know, news, you know, uh, in regard to um, queer voices, black voices, and other minority, you know, minority, minority, minorities voices. Uh, and uh, so um I'm gonna start with this news uh, uh coming out from uh, uh, uh Minnesota uh, I don't know, my Wi-Fi is acting up today Apologies for that so uh, I'm gonna read you the news article and I'm gonna go in depth uh, So, Fox News pulls Janine Pirro's show one week after remarks on uh, Representative Ilhan Omar's hijab. So, I'm going to read you the article. It's on uh, UStoday.com. And I'm going to give you my personal uh, take on this one. A week after Janine Pirro questioned U.S. representative, representative, uh, representative, apologize, Elhan Omar's hijab and patriotism on the air, Fox News pulled quotation justice with Judge Janine because of scheduling matters. In quotation, Pirro's. Uh, Pyros, I don't know how you want to pronounce her name, show was replaced Saturday night by a rerun on the documentary series Scandalous, The Try of William Kennedy Smith. We're not commenting on internal scheduling matters, Fox News says in quotation, in a statement Sunday to USA Today. Um The network will elaborate on why Piro's show didn't air during its weekend slot. Piro has been embroiled in controversy following a segment last week where she questioned if Omar's headscarf means the Minnesota Congresswoman prioritize uh, Sharia. Uh, where we Uh, prioritize um, Sharia law above the US Constitution Uh, she took an oath to protect and defend Omar wears the hijab which according to Quran 3359 uh, verse uh, tells women to cover so they won't get molested Piro said during her opening statement within quotation segment on March tenth, is her adherence to this Islamic doctrine indicative of her adherence to Sharia law, which in itself is uh, an ethical to the United States Constitution. Question mark. It's not unusual for Piro to get criticized for the things she says on the air, but it is slightly out of the ordinary for the rebukes to come from within Fox News itself. Uh, in a statement to USA Today, Fox said, uh, quotation, we strongly condemn Jen Pirro's comment about our representative, uh, Ilhan Omar. They do not reflect those of the network uh, and we have addressed the matter with her directly. Folk staffer Hufsa Kamal made a personal appeal to her colleague. Um, Judge Jeanine, she tweeted, Can you stop spreading this false narrative that somehow Muslims hate America or women who wear hijab aren't American enough? You have Muslims working at the same network you do, including myself. Uh, blah 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 blah. And uh, um, Piro's remarks prompted several advertisers to leave her show, including drug market Novo Nordisk. Respect each person's right to express their thinking and beliefs. However, we are reevaluating, reevaluating our advertising on this program at this time. The company said in a statement to USA Today, Uh letter Piro issued an invitation to Omar to appear on a show and said she, she merely intended to ask a question and start a debate. She reassured the network and views that she knows that being a Muslim does not mean you do not support the Constitution. Within quotation, Per an outspoken supporter of President Donald Trump, received his support on Twitter. Sunday morning, President Donald J. Trump tweeted, I mean, bring back uh, Judge Jeanine Pirro, Trump tweeted, the radical left uh, Democrats working closely with their beloved partner, the fake news media, using every trick in the book, silence, to silence the majority of our country. They have uh, all out they have all out campaign against Fox News hosts who are doing too well. Guys I apologize but the writing of president the president's writing is atrocious. No I mean I can it to be honest. Okay um so, guys, my take on this one is this, you know, I'm not surprised by, um, obviously, um, someone who happens to be a host um, at, the, at the conservative uh, network, such like Fox, really uh, insulting and, you know, throwing this vitro. I uh, this amazing black woman, you know, who happens to be in a position of, you know, uh, political representation. So um, I'm not surprised, you know, every folks who works at, you know, folks that bunch of ourselves, misogynist, racist, you know, this is not new, you know. We hear every day people from folks, Hosts, journalists, you know, political commenters, always really, really talking black people, always, you know, um, calling us names. So this is not new. Um, And I also want to extend my uh, take on this subject, you know, in regard to uh, how she has been getting support outside the political arena. Um Representative Miss um, Ilhan Omar. Uh, I am very disappointed in my people and black people, especially black immigrants, who really she has stood for, who she she has fought for uh, before she gets elected and even after she gets elected. So uh, she was always true to us. She was always there for us. Uh, I know she's a Somali woman. I'm not a Somali person, but I am concerned, you know, I am appalled every time when people really, when you have these white racist journalists uh, come out and try to attack, you know, uh, such an individual who has really dedicated whole life, you know, for, fight of, uh, for the fight of freedom, you know, the fight for justice, the fight of... Uh, legal representation, you know, for black immigrants, you know, and, and, and for, for all the black people. So I am really disappointed black immigrants, not really showing support, you know, to her. Again, it comes back to the sexism that still exists, that, that is still being embraced, uh, you know, in the black uh, immigrants communities, you know. So, yeah. I think we should do better. We should really learn how to protect our women. It comes back to everything I'm always saying on this podcast. You know, we need really to learn to protect our women. You know, we need really to protect. We need to learn how to protect. If those who are not educated on the subject, we need to learn how to protect our women, man. You know, just because they you know, get in, in a position of power, that don't mean they cannot be vulnerable. That don't mean they're not vulnerable. You know, she's still vulnerable because every time she tried to make, you know, attempt to protect us, to, you know, go after people who have been harming us, you know, political uh, speaking, you know, like a country like Israel who has been training cops, you know, since um, 9-11, how to effectively kill black people, you know, uh, by training U.S. uh, law enforcement. So she's there defending us. She's there uh, trying to raise awareness to what's happening. And we're not really showing support. So we need to do better. You know, we need to really do better. So another story I want to share with you guys is about this... uh this transgender play you know uh half post made an article about it it's called this transgender non binary performer is tackling greek tragedy in a way uh mod in uh in a new modern way yeah porter in a new modern way uh So, it's basically a printed, you know, um, uh, interview. I'm not going to read it, you know, just, you you guys can check it out. It's in Queer Voice section on HalfPost.com. So, let me see what other news I can share with you guys. Okay, it's about a queer, uh, queer story coming out from Brazil. Uh, so, and you guys can find the article on halfpost.com. Uh, it reads, in quotation, As long as they don't kill us, we will survive. Uh, Brazil's first black trans lawmaker resist fear. So guys, I'm gonna read you the article. It's not a real long article, and it's real worthy. Um, Erika Malungino uh, uh, made history when she became the first trans woman to win a seat in the São Paulo legislature. Le- legislature, Le- Gistre- Le- Gistre- I apologize for not reading correctly. Uh, legislature. I'm struggling reading this word, but it's fine. Uh, and uh, in its over 100, 180 years of existence, Sao Paulo, Erika Malguinho, Brazil's first black trans woman to be elected a state representative, walked through the Sao Paulo, it's called Sao Paulo, but I'm pronouncing in Portuguese, so in Portuguese, it's Sao Paulo, and Sao Paulo state legislative assembly for her sweating in last December with a flowing dress pointed heels and a fist in the air she had taken the stage in one of the state's most influential institutions before that captured the historic event garnered more than 20,000 lakhs on her Instagram page. Wow, I should follow her. Uh, Under by Brazil's new far-right president Jair Bolsonaro who ran a campaign featuring anti-LGBT and anti-black comments, Malanguino 37 is leading into her mission to transform political institutions that have historically excluded people who look like her. In the groundbreaking October 2018 election, which saw a record number of trans candidates, the former art and history teacher and activist made global headlines when she won a state assembly seat, joining over 90 other deputies elected in Sao Paulo, Paulo, while a Bolsonaro-aligned candidate received the most vote. Malanguino, who ran with the Socialism and Liberation Party, PSOL in parentheses, obtained over 50,000 votes after she campaigned on a progressive message of making political participation more accessible for the wider population, especially Afro-Brazilians. And there's a photo on her uh, Instagram page. So, I'm really gonna follow her at the end of this article. I'm trying to do that, uh, even though I'm recording with my cell phone. Um, in quotation, we have a gigantic mission to recover the notion of politics for the people. The state's newly elected deputy told halfput shortly after her victory, institutional politics. Uh, was placed far from the people, mainly far from historic vulnerable groups. This distance is purposeful. Our mission is to make that reproachment and humanize politics. That means to understand that our existence is political, the existence of our historically erased people like black and LGBT communities. On LGBTQ issues, Bolsonaro doesn't fare much better. He's previously previously uh, said he would kill his own son if he were gay, and has constantly sparred with LGBTQ rights advocates in Congress. Amid this political climate, activists in Brazil says the president is embodying the far right. To discriminate against minorities and people of color. In late January, John Wills or Jean Wills, the country's only open gate congressman like Malgino, a PSOL member, announced that he had fled the country after he and his family received a steady stream of death threats. This Threats against black and LGBTQ people are not just uh, rhetorical. Brazil, which already grabs with high rates of violence against women generally, is the deadliest country in the world for trans women. The Trans Murder Monitoring Project reported that there were at least 167 murders of trans people in the country from October 2017 to September 2018 the LGBT watchdog Grupo Gê da Bahia recorded at least 387 in Brazil and it says are directly related to homophobia, homophobia. for Brazilians who make up Uh, a large portion of neglected communities called favelas are more likely to die in homicides and killings by police. But for Malungino, who told Half Post, the statistics on violence alarming headlines regarding black or trans deaths shouldn't cause black people, LGBTQ people, to be paralyzed with fear. You cannot be close off. We cannot be afraid to go out on the street. In quotation, she say, when she asked if she was afraid. We have to be careful and create strategies, uh, strategies, uh, strategies. strategies, uh, of strengthening and preservation, in which we have been doing for a long time. As long as they do not kill us, we will survive. In quotation, while Mahonino is the first trans woman to win a salt a seat in in reg- legislature. Either woman of color were elected, including an indigenous woman and a trans woman who won seats in collective candidacies, a manoeuvre by which groups of people team up to run for one seat. I have to kill that music in the background and put a, a better one, guys uh so i'm gonna record more again um so let me, let me finish this article then and um, i'm gonna have to pause because my cell phone is about to die and i'm gonna i'm gonna keep recording but today i'm gonna drop this podcast session so you guys don't have to worry These developments are giving people hope that change could be on the horizon. Erika Mauninho elections is so important because of the large amounts of violence that happened towards trans women and black people in Brazil, said Watufani Po, a PhD candidate from Brown University studying Afro-Brazilian queer communities in Sao Paulo. Oh, in Sao Paulo. Her election and her political ideology shows the Brazilian public that black people and trans people are more than just statistics. They are people with radical ideas on how to shift society for the better, within quotation. Poet attributes Malinho win to her direct communication with vulnerable population and her years of building a local base with community-driven projects. I think she deserves so many votes from non-LGBTQ uh, plus people because of the strong sense of black community that Erica upholds, which finds a space for all black people while refusing the oppression of women, LGBTQ people, poor people, and others. He added, she makes space for the entire community, uh, why encouraging growth out of the progressive ways of being that people have been inducted into the world. So... Yeah, I'm gonna just end here with this article. It's a long article, but basically they're saying what they already they already said in just another form. So guys, my take on this one is this is it's an amazing thing. Uh actually I'm gonna uh share with you one more thing. Uh um so in regard to this article There's something, there's something they say that, um, so, give me a minute guys. Guys, um, so my take uh, on this subject is, you know, Brazil—it's a country, you know, with uh, a high rate of, you know, um, killings, uh, 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 targeting uh, uh, black people and uh, also uh, trans. People and even gay people, just the queer community in general, uh, but mainly um, trans, you know black trans people. So um, if you guys didn't know, Brazil is the uh, first country outside of Africa that has a higher population of black people outside of Africa, the first country with a high population of black people, even more than you know, uh, US. So, Brazil is a really country because if you look at the sexual trade history, uh, black people before they were brought, you know, um, I mean, before they were brought into uh, America, most were brought, you know, in Brazil because Brazil was. Uh, the country that was easiest to reach, you know, because you know, through the ocean, you know, to reach America, you know, it, it was a really a long run, a, a long journey. Uh, um, um, so, with boat traveling, so again. Uh, you have these white Portuguese who settled in uh, uh, who colonized Brazil and they really uh, were against black people. Remember Brazil, I mean uh, Portuguese uh, colonized countries like Angola, uh, Mozambique so and there they really did uh, very horrible crimes man. They did some crimes, some um, 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 crimes against you know humanity, um. So, and there was even this queen in Angola who fought them for thirty years. A uh, queen Zingambande. There's even a statue in in uh, capital of Angola. Uh, in Luanda, there's this statue of Zingambande uh, when she learned that, you know, her people were being enslaved in Portugal. She fought, uh, 30 years. She fought Portuguese 30 years, mortally, and she won. But you don't hear this on the TV because, you know, you have this wife's premise, she's always lying. So, yeah, um... And, uh, to come back to this subject, um... So some black trans in Brazil really are fighting, uh, these, uh, white supremacist, you know, institutions who kill them, who, who really marginalize them, who, who really try to silence them, you know, who use police brutality as, you know, uh, um, a political, uh, weapon. So, uh... So who use uh, um, uh, deniability of, or, 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 or try to block them from uh, having opportunities in, 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 in furthering their lives, in, in um, bettering their lives, in getting a good edu- education. Something like in here in the U.S., when you have college Discriminating against us, against black people. I'm a black person. Uh, when you have, uh, you know, banks who discriminating uh, uh, against us, when you have companies discriminating against us, who refuse to ask because black people, because we are black people, because we are uh, uh, melanin, you know, uh, people, uh, and that's the same thing. So this black transgender woman is fighting in brazil and and i'm really with her so her name again they say she her name is erica Molnino. i'm gonna follow her man in fact let me do right now let me use my computer to do that uh so i'm really gonna follow her man you know yeah i'm gonna follow her man Uh, let's do that again so. So yeah, I'm really down with her. I'm really down with her movement, you know. Uh, how do we, uh, Erica Montino? Wow. So, guys, I'm gonna, uh you know, charge my cell phone for a couple of minutes and I'll be back, stay tuned. guys i'm back i'm back i'm back for the second part of black and queer voices so um i'm gonna share with you some article uh articles you know in, as in plural so there's this one uh uh that you guys can google uh and you can find on advocate.com uh, it's in a politics yeah, section and there is uh, the title of this article it's called the progressive black lesbian who could be Chicago's male I'm gonna read the article uh, it's not really a long article so Chicago has been the city that walks, but most most cities work for the residents with a a measure of affluence, Uh, affluence, however you want to pronounce it, you want to pronounce it. Uh, Now as Chicago proposed to elect a new mayor, a black lesbian candidate is confident uh, she can make the city work better for everyone. Chicago is an incredible great city, but it was clear to me that greatness wasn't being spread to our, uh, I mean, to all our neighborhoods, says Lori Knightfoot, a lawyer, a longtime community activist, of her decision to enter the mayor race. Lightfoot, the first out LGBTQ candidate to run for Chicago mayor, is one of the 14th uh, candidates, you know. Um, for the office on the ballot in next Tuesday's uh, municipal uh, elections there is no incumbent in the race as mayor Ram Emmanuel uh, Emmanuel, well, however you want to pronounce it, a- announced last fall that he will not seek a third term. If no candidate wins a majority of the vote, and is pretty much a- assured that no one will, the top two vote recipients will go into a runoff election. April 2nd, Chicago. Um, April 2nd, I apologize. Uh, Chicago is heavily de- Democratic, but uh, municipal races are official and partisan. If Lightfoot wins, Chicago, the nation's third largest city, would be the biggest ever to have a mayor from the LGBTQ community. Houston, the fourth largest uh largest, I'm sorry, had a lesbian mayor, uh Ennis Parker. Lightfoot grew up Uh, in a working class family in Northern Ohio, got her uh, undergraduate degree at the University of Michigan, then worked as a legislative legislative aide to two members of Congress, first Republican Ralph Regula from her home district in Ohio, then Democrat Barbara uh, Mikulski of Maryland, She moved to Chicago in 1986, having won a scholarship to attend law school at the University of Chicago, from which she graduated in 1989. Law school was also when she came out to her family to unqualify acceptance. Since she stayed in Windy City, with the exception of a year, spent clerking at the Michigan Supreme Court and brought an increasingly high profile. She has worked as a federal prosecutor and as an attorney with the law firm of Maya Brown and she's served on the boards of numerous organizations such as Narrow Illinois and the American Civil Liberties Union of Illinois. She had several positions in city government, including Chief of Staff and General Counsel of the Chicago Office of Emergency Management and Communications. In 2015, Emanuel appointed her as President of Chicago Police Board and then Chair of the Police Accountability Task Force. Her work on those police oversight barriers came after the long-delayed release of video of the 2014 shooting death of black teenager Laquan, the late Laquan McDonald. At the hands of white policeman Jason Van Dyke, this led to the firing of police superintendent Gary McCurry and second-degree murder conviction for Van Dyke, who fired 16 shots at McDonald. Uh, the task force released a scorching within quotation report on police misconduct and the U.S. Department of Justice released an e- e- equally critical one, leading to court overseen reform of the Chicago Police Department. The Chicago Sun-Times magazine noted in its editorial endorsing Lightfoot for mayor. Police reform will continue to be one of Lightfoot's priorities as mayor, she says, with efforts to reduce misconduct and expand civilian oversight. Another key issue is addressing the Uh, the city's high rate of violence, and which chiefly affects poor neighborhoods and is often caused by unlicensed firearms that come in from of other cities and states. Last week's mass shootings happened in Aurora, a suburb to the west of Chicago. We have to have much more proactive strategies to keep guns off the streets, she says. For her, this includes stricter guns, law, cooperation with state and federal officials, and treating gun violence as public health crisis. Other priorities include investing in neighborhoods, schools. Encouraging economic developments around the city, expanding affordable housing and protecting LGBTQ plus Chicagoans, particularly those who have the biggest challenge like transgender people, uh, communities of color and young people who often experience homelessness. Emmanuel, a former congressman and chief of staff to President Barack Obama, has been criticized by progressives over a variety of matters, including the closing of many public schools and the delay in releasing the video of McDonald's shooting. Lightfoot, who announced her mayor's uh, candidacy before Emanuel made it known he would not run again, declines to state a laundry list of differences with Emmanuel, mayor since 2011, or his predecessor, Richard M. DeLay. Bashidai says the economic development strategies of the past 10 years has focused almost uh, exclusively on the downtown area of the detriment of the neighbourhoods. She pledged to change that, Chicago does have a vibrant downtown with impressive office towers and world-class museums, shopping and entertainment, drawing a tourist trade that is the envy of many cities. But the city government must thread neighborhoods along with the central business districts, she said, you can do both and you must do both, within quotation. As the mayor's race comes down to the wire, it's anyone's guess who will finish in the top two next week. A recent poll by Telemundo and Chicago NBC affiliate WMAQ found Cook County Board President Tony Preckwinkle in the lead with 14%, followed by Bill Daley. The brother and son of Mayor Richard M. Delay and the late Richard Richard G. Delay, and a veteran of the Obama and administra- uh, Obama and Clinton administrations, with 13 percent. Illinois control controller controller Su- Suzanne Mendoza was third with 12 percent, and Life Food forth with 10%. The pool has a margin of error of plus or minus 4 percentage points, meaning Lightfoot could be in contention for the top spot. The largest portion of respondents, 19%, were undecided. Lightfoot, whose married to educational consultant, consultant Amy Shellman, with whom she has a 10-year-old daughter reports that her race, gender, and sexual orientation have been non-issues in the mayor contest. Notable in a city where the first black mayor, heard Washington, encountered strong resistance from many conservative whites. Also, Chicago has only had only one woman mayor, Jen Byrne. I hope my presence in this race serves as an important reminder of the progress we have made in equality and inclusion, Lightfoot says, within quotation. In addition, the endorsement by the Sun Time, one of the city's two daily papers, Lightfoot has the backing of the LGBTQ victory found, Equality, Illinois, the statewide LGBTQ rights group. LPAC which works to elect LGBTQ women and allies and Region sixty seven of the Illinois Education Association representing teachers at several Chicago area college. The Sun Times endorsement has been a boost, says Lightfoot, who's optimistic going into next into the next week. We are all within striking distance of each other, she says of the leading candidates, but she fully expects the race will go to the runoff guaranteed, she says, within quotation. and that's the end guys well guys all I can say is this I mean it's an amazing story it's an amazing um, uh, really uh, really really uh, i would say step towards inclusion you know evolution of mentalities um we have to really count uh different things we have to really including include um, a few subjects here um first we had to question what was her accomplishment in regard to release in regard to release uh releasing the video in regard to what has she uh done so far you know uh because i mean she was running or she still run a a police body uh that is uh you know uh uh, that is, that has a purpose in uh, making sure the police are being, police officers are being held accountable if they violate rights, if they step out of the boundaries, if they broke the policies, if they broke rules, um they broke constitutions, and we all know Chicago, in Chicago as well as other uh, cities where the uh, black, you know, majority population, they do that shit, so yeah but if really she has a clean record you know just because she's a black lesbian uh, that don't mean she deserves to get votes you know she needs to be in position that you know she understands what needs to be done and she had started you know to do something you know uh, start a little start from the bottom you know you can't just start from the top um, so yeah that's my take on this one the second story it's called Ending HIV in Mississippi it means caring through racism poverty and homophobia uh, and it's on npr.com it was published on March 16th 2019 by um, Ari Shapiro I'm gonna read uh, you guys, the article. Ending HIV transmission in America with, within the next decade is stated goal of the Trump administration isn't a question of coming up with a new medication. The medicines to prevent and treat HIV infections already exist, but the road to an eliminating um, HIV and AIDS Uh, runs through the deep south where racism, poverty, and homophobia can be formidable uh, obstacles to testing and treatment, particularly uh, for black gay men. According to Gay Centers for Disease Control and Prevention reports in 2017, more than half the new HIV diagnosis diagnosis are uh, in the u.s where in southern states, where gay and bisexual black men make up a, a disproportionate uh, share of people with hiv <clears throat> uh, sean isco lives and works in jackson mississippi a city with one of the highest hiv rates in the country Isco remembers the moment he realized that he was HIV positive. 11 years ago, he went to a clinic to get a routine HIV test. Workers there invited him into a private room for the results. And he says he knew before they even said a word. When they opened the door, Isco says there was all this new literature that said HIV this, and you could tell it was there for me, within quotation. Isco is now 37 and lives in an apartment with an uh, affectionate pit bull named or Nibbler. Uh, he's stayed healthy in the time since his diagnosis, but the same cannot be said of many of the other HIV positive people in his life. In twenty eleven after good HIV treatments were available, Isko's best friend from high school died of AIDS related to causes. I was extremely pissed of him at him I mean Isko says because it could have been avoided. All he had was want to leave. Iko says the death of that friend out. Was the hardest to endure, but not only he's only lost, but one of the Isco's exes also died of an AIDS related condition, and another friend took his own life after he got his diagnosis out of fear his family will find out. A few years, CDC researchers estimate that uh, uh, current infection rates about half of black men who have sex with men and 25% of Latino gay and bisexual men in the U.S. will be diagnosed with HIV in their lifetimes. When Isco considers the possibility of ending the uh, epidemic in the next 10 years, he takes into account issues like homophobia, racism, lack of education, and stigma, and Uh, is blunt, given the way things are now that's not going to happen, within quotation. In the South, many gay and bisexual black men don't know the content, I mean, don't know the extent of the HIV problem. He says, and if they do, they may not have access to the tools to prevent and treat the disease. There are problems that Dr. Leandro Mena tries to solve. He's an HIV researcher and clinician and a professor of population health science at the University of Mississippi. Mena also works with Mr. Brothers Keeper, a community based nonprofit working to eliminate health disparities in undeserved populations. Science has given us the tool to end the HIV epidemic, Mena points out. The challenge that we have is that we need to make sure those tools can reach those who actually needs the most within quotation. HIV seems easy to keep in check. He says there is a daily pill that can keep someone who's infected with the virus healthy, but things can get complicated fast if you are poor. What well, are the chance that you may remember? To take a medicine that you have to take every day, he says, if this morning you wake up and you don't have electricity and you don't have any money to feed your family, ask you know with quotation. Getting access to good health care of any kind, let anyone life saving medicine, let alone life saving medicine I meant, can be especially difficult for people living in rural parts of the south. Mena says and Mississippi is the poorest state in the country. Some people in Mississippi who are living with HIV wind up on the doorstep of Grace House, which was once a hospice for people dying of AIDS. Today, the organization offers hundreds of people in Jackson financial assistance for housing and also provides room for a few dozen people facing particularly severe challenges, such as addiction or mental health issues. The Grace House compound in Jackson consists of cluster of several homes with a shared backyard and garden. It also includes a memorial grove where statues of angels stand around the base of a tree, memorializing people whose deaths were AIDS-related. Catherine Sullivan, executive director of the organization, says the ashes of more than 45 people have been spread in the grove. Some of whom were with us at Grace House when they died. Some of whose family wouldn't pick them up from the mug and so we buried them. It's crazy guys. Just four months ago, a Grace House resident named Donna died of an AIDS related illness. She had spent her life struggling to live openly as a transgender woman. Sylvian keeps photo from Donna's funeral on her phone. Donna lying peacefully in a coffin, impeccably made up in a long white gown. It makes me really sad, Sylvian says, looking at the photos because in death, who she, wo- who she was is honored in what that got lost in life most of the time. Those sto- sort of stories are familiar too many are Grace House, where residents now are able to live openly and get access to care. Jeremy Williams, 32, got HIV from his college boyfriend. Williams grew up in rural Mississippi where HIV treatment was hard to come by. You have to drive like an hour, two or three for quality care, he says. Williams got HIV b- before there was a daily pill to prevent, uh, to prevent infection in people who are at high risk. That pill is known as PREP, pre-exposure prophylaxis. A lot of gay and bisexual men and south are not on PREP or PrEP. Either because they don't know if it exists, or because they can't afford it, it can cost up up to sixteen hundred a month without insurance. Mississippi has fought against expanding Medicaid, which could have given more people access to HIV prevention and treatment. Williams says the cost of the treatment was kept in check when he was first diagnosed because he was on his father's insurance. But once I got over a certain age, I couldn't be on his insurance no more and I couldn't afford the treatment, he says. Today, a daily HIV treatment pill paid by the state administered AIDS drug assistance program has made his viral load the. Undec- undec- undetectable so extremely so it's extremely unlikely that he will infect anyone else William says there is another issue that makes harder for him and many other young gay or bisexual black men to protect their sexual health he was raised in a church that tried to convert gay people to to heterosexuality shame was part of his daily life the words that people say, they'll linger. They'll um, linger. In quotation, Williams says, "They'll linger on four years." I mean, on four years, yeah. And you just—it was like a repeated broken record, over and over again. You know, you are not good enough. You're never gonna to have any anybody or anyone. No one is gonna is going to love you because you have this disease i was just carrying you know like it's a garment like all of my shaman stuff within quotation there is a lack of specialized hiv uh slash aids knowledge among too many doctors in the south says sandra melvin the chief operating officer jackson open arms health clinic where HIV-positive patients can receive care. She says many physicians in the region don't know about PrEP, and that goes to a broader issue. In some cases, I think the training has something to do with it. Melvin says medical schools don't focus on certain things, cultural competence, how to deliver health care in rural areas. Those are all things that I think in medical school need to be focused for young and upcoming physicians or health care providers. Attitudes among Mississippi's elected leaders are also part of the problem, Melvin believes. I think that part of what has happened What has to happen in this state is that we have to start electing people who reflect the demographics of our society, she says. People working to fight the HIV epidemic in Mississippi point point, uh, to one recent example of a law that they believe promoted homophobic values that it could increase the stigma around HIV. In 2016, the state passed a bill into law that allows doctors to refuse to serve certain patients based on a doctor's religious belief. Guys, it's crazy. Even though even if those beliefs seem to be anti-gay. While there is no public evidence yet of a doctor refusing to treat a gay patient, critics of the law fear it could be deter many people from Seeking health care. One of the Republican sponsors of the bill, Republican, Dan Eubanks, says those fears are misguided. I think it's too to try and say this, this bill is going to make it worse for people with AIDS because there was never mention of the bill. Eubanks says... In quotation, the intention of the bill was to protect people for its amendment right to adhere to the tenets of the faith, which is guaranteed in our constitution. Eubanks banks or ebanks believes that ending HIV requires education, including education about abstin- 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 abstinence uh, Paul does got, abstinence or abstinence and about personal responsibility. If you know that participating in unprotected sex is dangerous, but yet you do nothing to try and elevate that, you really increase your odds and chances of contracting a disease, Eubanks says. So there is a certain amount of personal responsibility, and that has nothing to do with sexual preference. The open arms have. Care Clinic operates a mobile clinic that visits visit college campuses t- so students can get tested for HIV and other sexually transmitted diseases. DeAndre Stewart, 20, showed up for the clinic when it came to, to Gallo University outside of Jackson. Stewart is black and gay and he's aware of the soaring inf- infection rates in his demographic. It is honestly, honestly very scary, Stewart says. We are all sexual creatures, so we are going to have sex. Uh, I'm almost done, guys. condoms are cheaper than prep or PrEP and also effective at preventing hiv transmission Stewart knows this this but he also knows another reality you need to always use protection he says but people don't which is why they are scared half death when they are going to get tested Stewart faced many of the same challenges that Isco and Williams do, but he's from a younger generation. When asked whether he thinks of HIV epidemic can become a thing of the past, he's optimistic. Absolutely, he says. The older generation, they still weren't as educated on AIDS as they should have been. You know, their minds aren't that open. Our generation's mind are, within quotation, Stewart tested negative for HIV at the clinic, and he plans to stay that way. But one of the best ways to do so will be to get on the P.R.E.P. He would like to do so. He says, but it costs too much. Guys, this is an amazing article, guys. Uh... Rip like a Bangkok, never ever see me ever drip But the little bra. See me on the different screen beat you with them fra And you know wanna fuck with a chicka like me. When I pull up with a Maserati yeah. But I knock with a prince for the on the concrete I'ma hit you with a full-fire bullet at your neck when I bought time Lookin' like a twiller fill and bitch, I'ma go right back with the clip and I know you be shaking, don't test me or I'm going to just click and you're naked, I don't give a fuck it. I don't Mother fucking bow, I'm out for lap with that sticking, the jump, mother fucking the up uh, up. Uh, uh, uh. I don't give a fuck about it, mother fucking bow, I'm out for lap with that sticking, the motherfucking fucking the up. All right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Guys, I was, you know, giving some shout-out to, uh, apparently, a um, uh, person who produced this non-copyright, or, you know, shared. Um, so, you know, I was giving him a shout-out, you know, by playing a, an acoustic cover, but it's atrocious, orders for that. Uh, uh if you like it's good if you don't like it fine um fine too but my take on this story is obviously uh i wanna just first tell you guys that this is uh amazing you know this story the n p r wrote i think is on an amazing story that really talks about uh the hardships you know uh the trial the tribulation you know tribulation the the black people go through um you know hats off really to mr shapiro he did well um trying to save this story uh uh to my bookmark okay it's done anyway it's done so yeah it's an amazing thing all i can say that you know I was educated like the pre, uh, prep or PREP, um, uh, I would say, um, um, medication that people take, you know. I was really, uh, you know, s- surprised. Uh, I mean, not just surprised, but educated on the, um, you know, um, on this subject, you know, I was surprised actually that they really went to this great length and, you know, talk about, you know, this really taboo taboo subject in black communities. And to those who don't know the pre medication, really what it stands for, uh, it means pre exposure prophylaxis. Is the use of drugs to prevent disease in people who have not yet been exposed to the disease-causing agent? The term typically, typically refers to the use of antiviral drugs as strategy for the prevention of HIV/AIDS. So, what the drug I use for prep or PRAP? Um, the pre-exposure prophylaxis or PREP is a way for people who do not have HIV but who are at substantial risk of getting to prevent HIV infection by taking a pill every day the pill in parentheses brand name Truvada contains two medicine uh, tenofovir and m practices that are used in combination with other medicines to treat hiv so this is a definition coming from um, CD, cdc.gov so again guys we need to talk about this subject it's still a taboo taboo uh in black communities because we are you know we are too religious you know like like, if you are a gay person or if you are a a black queer person in black community you know we see you as a an outsider we like you know you heard like this story about this transgender woman who black who, who, who was black you know, their family didn't, did not even bother to come to her funeral, um, so that was very sad, because, you know, uh, in the end, you know, even, they did not even respect, you know, uh, her dignity, you know, because, you know, my understanding is, you know, even you may not uh, like the lifestyle of someone, you know, someone who's your child or someone who's you know uh part of your family in the end i think you need to pay homage to that person you know uh whether that person is gay bisexual whatever sexuality that person uh, may be living you know may have you know um decide to embrace because it's part of her On identity you need at least to respect it you know uh in the end you know so but again this is my take you know you have your own take your own analysis based on your own um experience you know your own beliefs so yeah but we need we need to be obviously open guys we need to treat black queer people as people, you know, we shouldn't just, you know, forget about them, you know, we shouldn't just exclude them from our fight for liberty, justice, you know, and, and love, you know, that we, I mean, I mean, liberty, justice, and, uh, well, else? like, ownership, yeah, ownership, So, yeah, we shouldn't just leave them behind because they're also our people. They also deserve, really, you know, our trust. I mean, now, yeah, our trust, our affections, our support, everything, guys. So, yeah. Guys, thank you for tuning in. I'm going to end here. It's getting late. It's 7.56. I have some errands to run. But thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate it, guys. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to share. And, you know, keep spreading the word. Um, again, Inside Center News Podcast. Uh, I am Ori Sabushimak. or it's A-U-R-Y. Sabushimak, it's S A B U S H. I am I K E. Sabushi Mike Ori. Ori, Sabushi Mike. I'm the host of this podcast airing on Ankle, but you can listen uh, this podcast on different platforms uh, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, uh, Breaker, um, Castbox, uh, CarPlay um, uh, Android Play, I believe. Uh, so even Spotify. So uh, so guys, you can do div- even iTunes. So yeah, guys. So again, you are listening Ori on Inside Center News podcast. Thank you. I'm out, and I'm gonna catch you guys in the next podcast segment. That probably um uh probably i'm gonna um uh you know record it uh let me see what day um Tuesday I, I i'll be busy um uh i'm gonna try tomorrow and if i cannot uh you guys can bet that uh i'll be recording you know next week i'm gonna drop i'm gonna try to drop Two podcasts. <coughs> apologize. I'm gonna try to drop two podcast session. Um, probably. Let me see. Uh, because Wednesday and Thursday I'll be working. Um, uh, with my job, uh, new amazing job I just got. Uh, um, not too far from where I live. Uh, so uh, let me see. Probably. Uh, I'm going to do it Sunday, I mean Saturday, Saturday in the morning, I'm going to drop some in the morning, uh, I will try Friday, probably Friday, Friday or Saturday, uh, I'm going to try to drop Friday and Saturday, guys, thank you for tuning in, I appreciate and I'm out.